Super Saturday Sport. With Mark, the stats man on. As I bring Raymond Coz via the phone patch into the studios here, 1FM 98.5. I think you're in Yaroa on this Saturday morning. Raymond, how is sunny Yaroa on this Saturday morning? It's very sunny outside, thanks. That's beautiful day coming up. I haven't even left the house yet. <laughs> Go across the road and get the paper pretty soon, but uh, been busy doing the form for us and uh, making sure everything's up to date. At Flemington today, what a great carnival. But before we talk about Flemington, we must talk about the Cox Plate last week. What a ripping race. And Romantic Warrior was too good for us in the end, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he was. <laughs> I must admit, I saw a photo last night somewhere on the... On oh, no, one of the um, you know one of the places where you see the pace, and I still reckon the one on the fence won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I I initially thought I was actually here at the studios at One FM uh, putting the AFLW tear, and I I initially thought I had it too. So yeah, with uh, of course I backed uh, Mr. Brightside, and I I left Romantic Warrior out. But anyway, it wasn't to be. Yeah, no, no, it was still a great race, and uh, I guess that's what the day's all about, isn't it? That, that's what the race is all about, and it's going to go down in the annals. That the, the thing about it going forward, though, let's hope we see a lot more, particularly Hong Kong horses now come to Australia to maybe tackle the great race. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Um, it'll be the benchmark for, for any of those considering what they're going to do, and it's the same with the Japanese for the Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup. They've got their barometers now. They know what it takes. It's a matter of whether it fits in with uh, their particular schedules on their races, you know. And while you touched on the Melbourne Cup, well, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, uh, just before our National Indigenous Radio Service coverage at free between, of course, Collingwood and Richmond at Victoria Park, we're going to have a bit of a Melbourne Cup show. We're going to do a bit of a deep dive into the runners of the Cup. Well, it sounds like we need to watch the weather. Yeah, well, I think in 24 hours' time by 2 o'clock tomorrow, I think we'll have a better handle and understanding on what the weather might be doing come Tuesday. Well, it certainly favours Gold Trail if it's going to be a little bit damp. But uh, let's wait and see till uh, till tomorrow and we'll sort of you know, just see what the actual weather forecast is for tomorrow. At the moment, it seems a bit iffy about which way they're going with it, by the looks of it. We've got business at hand, Roman. We'll have a look now. Where, how do you want to do this? you want to do it in race book order, or do you want to have a look at the derby first? Well, whatever. You're the boss. What would you like? We'll, we'll go to the Kilmore first. We'll do it in race book order. So it's race six. This is the first of the group ones. The Coolmore, and I was saying to Dan Hibbard in Square Gators that it looks for mine to be the Everest form seems to be the strongest with our Cylinder and Shinzo, but do you see it that way, Roman? Uh, yes, uh, look, I've got Shinzo on top. Um, I had a really good look at the replay uh, several times because you kind of get lost in the, in the run watching it, but it definitely was held up, Shinzo. Uh, look, it's the third up today. Um, it's uh, The stable certainly knows how to win this particular race. Uh, didn't have any great amount of luck in the Everest, as I said. From barrier forward, should be up there. Let's face it, Jay Mack and Chris Waller in Group 1s. I mean, gee, you've got to really sort of lean to them. Uh, if, you're, if you're not really sure, you've got to lean to them. I've got nothing between the top three, to be quite honest. Uh, my second pick, I've taken number 18, Stretton Angel, the three or the filly. Um, it's just one of those horses that seems to have um, improved and I really like the way it fought the last 100 metres last uh, uh, it, re- it really gave it a bit of a crack likes the straight <clears throat> nothing wrong with the uh, the fillies and the mares these days in racing stats is there no 
years ago we used to say a good colt would be a good filly, but by Joe, since, um, oh well, you know, McIvy Diva, um, Sunline, Black Caviar and Winks, uh, that's thrown that one out the window. Uh, for my third pick, I'm putting in Cylinder. Cylinder, you have to have it there. Uh, it was at every chance in the Everest, but by Joe's, what a mighty run. My only uh, little sweat on it this time is that it's having its sixth run this prep, and I'm just wondering how many more runs it's got up its sleeve. But I've done this before, second-guessed runs after a spell, and, um, you know, come a guts her, so I'll, I'll just keep... Keep it in the. Uh, I'll just keep it up my sleeve for the moment. And the fourth pip, uh, tip, sorry, is number ten. I am unstoppable. Uh, the Archo Nacho form from last week. It won the last race at Mooney Valley. It does meet Street Angel a couple of kilos worse, but it does love the straight. So uh, um, they're my eighteen, two and ten in that order. Stats. What about yourself? Yeah, look, I like Cylinder on top. I'm going with the Everest form, so I'm primarily with Cylinder. Uh, from number one Shinzo there. So that's numbers two and one in race six in the Coolmore at Flemington today. I'm with you with I'm Unstoppable. I've had a couple of shillings on it. It's been winless this time in, but unlucky uh, each of its runs. And it's got the right form lines heading into this, and it's its grand final today. Look, at outside of that for the once-a-year punter, if you're looking for a couple of... Ruffies, I think Arkansas Kid number seven. It's currently paying around forty-one dollars. You can have a dollar on it. Butch Cassidy's another one at thirty-one dollars for the Waterhouse team with Jamie Spencer, the UK jockey. You can have a dollar on it as well. And Nadal is another one at number sixteen at thirty-one dollars for the once-a-year punters. If you're looking to have a dollar on a horse, now you must have snuck into my place last night. That's because two of my three ruffies you've mentioned. Butch Cassidy and and uh, Nadal, and I've added Moravia to it. Uh, the Gay Waterhouse has been. All of those have been running some good races in top races, but without winning. But the odds are terrific on all of those. So if if we're wrong about the favourites, well maybe we can fluke a win with one of these ruffies, eh? Yeah, no worries. We'll have a look at race seven, the uh, Derby. Look. This sort of echoes to me of something that happened back in 2018 with Extra Brute when it failed in the Norman Robinson at Caulfield. And you and me both know that Caulfield can be the undoing of a lot of good horses. I'm, I mean, look at Kingston Town, always struggled to win there at Caulfield but could win everywhere else. But Riff Rocket uh, today, is, is, is it the one to beat in the derby or you think it, it is beatable? You think that Norman Robinson... Failure is, uh, we should take notice of it. Well, I'm like you, Stats. Uh, I learned about the likes of Kingston Town, even Emancipation uh, got beaten at Caulfield a couple of times. And when you, yeah, Caulfield's a tricky little trick. I'm, I'm going with Riff Rocket. I think you have to look at that superimposed form. Uh, I mean, the race called superimposed, not the horse itself. Uh, it just absolutely slaughtered Sunsource. Now, Sunsource is no champion though, by any chance, but by Joe's, it did like Flemington, didn't it? It just went whoosh. And it's a by American pharaoh who won the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, so it spread the run the distance. So I think this time, if they just settle and it goes well, it, it should be OK. Um, Verdad is my second pick. Uh, its best run recently is when it beat Griff, who won the Caulfield Guineas uh, there was a long neck between it and Griff uh, about three starts ago. Now, it led last start, and I don't think they'll be leading today. They went too fast and it conked out, but it still fought on strongly. So I'm expecting Verdad to be running about second or third or fourth, maybe early. 
Sunset, you can't knock it. It beat Riff Rocket in the Norman Robinson. So, I mean, winning form is good form, but by Joe's that barrier is not the best. So um, I suspect it'll have to go forward from there. It's a sort of a horse that races near the lead, usually. Whether it's got anything left in the tank after doing that, we just don't know. How it depends how easy it gets over. And Apulia, of course, you've got to put in because he beat Verdad last run. So, <laughs> I mean, numbers four, two, five, and one are my selections. But um, I think my betting strategy, I'll, I'll wait till the race. I'll either just back uh, Riff Rocket or I'll back the other three to beat it. Uh, just depends on the odds. But I think Riff Rocket, you might get something like $2.50. And that's probably reasonably fair. My principal two today in the Derby, race seven, number four, Riff Rocket, and race uh, seven, number eight, Gates. So race seven, number four, and race seven, number eight, Gates. I, I, I like this runner today. It was good behind Sunsets and Riff Rocket in the Norman Robinson. It's, uh, mm. of course, got Luke Nolan and Peter Moody combination, of course, with Catherine uh, Coleman now as well, and uh, the Black Caviar combination of Gates today. Look, I've got a couple for the once-a-year punters as well. Gold Bullion, go have a look at its form prior to its last start. It's got Oppie Boston on it. Keeps firming. Uh, my sister got it at $34. It's in the 21 now. Uh, that is uh, race seven, number seven. Uh, of course, Gold Bullion. Race seven, number 12. Uh, robbery. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's uh, won its last two starts. Uh, all in the country, though, and he's uh, leading into the derby. It's won at Tat as well recently, so it's just a different form line, and at $41, I can take it. And this is my complete knockout, Roman. I've got two knockouts. Uh, race 7, number 10, Bawoyo. Well, I think that's how you pronounce it, for a dollar. And race 7, number 14, 2B Frank. I got it at $101. It's in the $67. That is my complete knockout for the derby. Jamie Spencer, UK jockey who hasn't had the best of times in Australia, gets on the only Ma Eustace runner for the race. Well, well, uh, you must have been snuck into my... I heard a lad bang during the night. I reckon you snuck into my place and had a look at what I've written down because my roughie of the race is... Um, uh, where is it? What is it called again? Um, Joel Bullion. Yep. No, so I'm with you there. I circled to be frank this morning, but I had a look at its form, and I'm afraid I can't go with you there. But I can see your roguery uh, definitely at 40 to 1. It's drawn well, and uh, yeah, for sure, going for the hat trick. I, I wouldn't knock it, but um, yeah, oh, geez, to be frank, one. I'm going to come and see you for a loan, Stats. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Just a dollar each way on it, gamble responsibly, of course. We'll go to the race eight, which is the final of the group ones at Flemington. It's the Empire Rose. What a great horse that was, of course. Won the 1988 Melbourne Cup and beat Natsuki that day. And I can remember a very young, of course, uh, it was, he calls for Channel 7. I can't believe I've just lost his name, Roman. McAvaney. McAvaney, Bruce McAvaney, of course. How could I forget old Bruce McAvaney, uh, the Winx fan club with Bruce McAvaney? Uh, <laughs> but he, he was a brilliant race caller. And a lot of people don't remember him calling, but he called that race for Channel 10 and done it brilliantly, uh, the Empire Rose defeating Natsuki, all the way back in 1988. Yes, unfortunately, I remember that cup too well because I originally tipped uh, Empire Rose, but it drew something like Barrier 20. So in, instead, I went and backed Natsuki. And when they hit the line, because Empire Rose was huge, I don't know if you remember it, but it yep. was quite a massive mare, and yep. Natsuki was knee-high to a grasshopper. 
So when they hit the line, you virtually you almost couldn't see Natsuki, you know. So anyway, that's uh, that's racing. We've had a few of those in the past. So uh, all right, uh, mine. Um, look, um, I think there's about a length between my top four. It's tight. Uh, um, I've gone for alcohol free. Um, it was a terrific run in that race uh, just uh, last uh, week or a couple of weeks ago when it ran fourth to Espiona, who ended up running a terrific race in the Everest. So you keep going back to the Everest form, and this horse, uh, Alcohol Free, loves a dry track. He got Opie Boston on. Uh, if it leads, um, I think he'll be a little, more, a little bit more patient than uh, the rider last time or than the, the way it was ridden last time. And we did see him lead on that Imperatriz the other day. That was a shock. We thought we might see that back. So he's very patient out in front, uh, Bossom. So if he gets a lead or sits on the pace, I'll be pretty pleased. Uh, I've gone for a tissue. Um, strong finish against Fangirl and Mr. Brightside. Uh, the main issue, of course, is the fact he gets back. But you've got Jay Mack on board, Jay McDonald, and he has his happy way of logging, uh, you know, sort of logging on the back of another horse that leads him into the race. He's just one of those freaks, and um, it'll come home like a bullet, as it did in the, uh, in the, in the race the other day. Uh, Princess Grace, uh, that's also got Mr. Brightside form lines. It's won six out of 12 on the firm, three wins at the distance, and it's by a Japanese size, so the distance shouldn't be a particular issue. And I uh, put in for fourth, number three, Hope in Your Heart. Again, a big finish with a tissue. Uh, so it's virtually similar to a tissues type of form line. So I've gone one, four, two, three in the Empire Rose. That's yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. I'm with race eight, number one, alcohol free, and race eight, number four, a tissue. But I like a couple of roughies now. I've had a dollar on the running double into like just for hits and giggles, like race seven uh, course in uh, number fourteen in the Derby, and I've also gone race eight, the same combination, Jenny Alia, seventeen. Uh, number 17 at $81. Same combination, Jamie Spencer and Ma Eustace. So I'm I'm sort of backing... Like, it's not going to get up, Roman. I'd need a truck if I'd back it into the TAB if it was to, but just for a hit and giggle for a dollar. But uh, I like Pride of Jenny each way, number 10. It's been racing really well. Look, the problem... It could be a bit hot, the, the early speed, but uh, I like it for if you, a once-a-year punter, race eight, number 10, prior to Jenny each way. It's around the $20 mark. You could you could do worse. Yeah, for sure. I, it's Look, I, I'm having a look at it. I'll have a look at it just before the race to see what price it is. Uh, look, I've got a couple of roughies in it. One of them, you wouldn't believe, is what you've tipped at 80 to 1, Jenny Lala. Yeah, Jenny Lala, that's how you say it. I that's like right. Being, I like Seymour in these big races. Gee, they, they can throw a few wobblies at times. I'm also backing Shuffle Dancer, the P. Moody uh, and Luke Nolan combinations up to bad, and its form's pretty good at this sort of... Maybe not quite at this level, but they're improving horses. I'm also having a dollar on Hinged, which is uh, another roughie at $23, so it's race eight, number five. And Oz Bread Flirt, I'm having a dollar to win at $46 there, Roman. Yes, well, there's those type of races today where if you get the favourite beaten, there's a big chance of 30 to 1 winner because that's what happens a lot of years on Derby Day. You'll find it's either a full day full day of favourites rocketing in or it's a day where you come home with no names and their mums don't know them, you know, so... No worries. Are we doing anything like a quaddy? Oh, I don't think so. I think we'll leave it at that, Roman. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that this morning. Uh 
we'll, uh, we'll go into the Melbourne Cup and we'll have a bit of a, a deep dive tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm only eight minutes off the next show. So we'll, yeah, so what, what, you, what, I heard your Golden Eagle uh, selections there. So um, yeah, I'm look, in, just I'm just in a with a mate of mine, we've got Legato for a place. So yeah, I'll just I'll just repeat that for the because it, yep. it's a roughie. Uh, in the Golden Eagle, and I'm just trying to find what race it is up at Rose Hill. About seven or eight, isn't it? It'll be up towards the end. Where's my paper? It is here. It is race uh, eight, mate. Race eight? Yes. Golden. Yeah, Golden Mile, that's it. Race eight, number four, Golden Mile, which is around $34 in from $41. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I think Godolphin might... Uh, and look, just have something a little sneaky for the once-a-year punters as well. In the Giga Kick. Race 7, number 9, Z- Zapatao. Just have a dollar on it. Scratch from Melbourne for that race yeah. today, even though there's a red-hot favourite in the race. Yes, yeah, that's uh, certainly giving you a clue about their intentions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Of course, their intentions for a race worth that much money would be fairly obvious. All right, then, Roman, that's where we'll leave it. We'll do it all again tomorrow from 2 o'clock onwards. We'll have a look at the Melbourne Cup. My pleasure, mate. We'll catch you then. See you all. No worries, that was Roman Cos, and of course, like I said, he'll be back tomorrow to have a look at the Melbourne Cup. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, re-tractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on Aussie 0428 235000 I'll repeat that 0428 235000 Have you ever been to the Nathalia Nursery? You know, at number 6 Railway Street, Nathalia? Hop in and say day. At Nathalia Nursery, we like growing a bit of everything. We have a large variety of plants, including succulents, natives and perennials. We love our fuchsia, pelargoniums, geraniums, hydrangeas, as well as lots of different salvias that we grow. And our hope is that you will too. We're open Thursday to Sunday, 10am to 4pm. Don't forget, we also stock tube stock, punnets of flowers and veggies. Nathalia Nursery, well worth the trip. 1FM sponsor. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our social socials 1fm super saturday sport on facebook and twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more till next week goodbye